Hello, folks, and we're back. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Grappling with Canada. I'm your host, as usual, Andy the Taxman. This is our season three finale. Now, if you're as surprised as I am that I'm actually putting out an episode, well, we're in the same boat, if you will. Now, this episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube page on December 8th, 2023. It was a live stream event to kind of give a State of the Union address, if you will, as to the state of the podcast, as uh, we've been li very limited in the amount of episodes produced this year. We only did four, to be exact. There's been some questions. There's been some speculations about the... Uh, future of the program, and there's been some suppositions made, so I wanted to clear a lot of that up as we move forward into what I will hope to be a very fruitful and very informative Season 4 of Grappling with Canada. Before we get started, you can find Grappling with Canada on this podcasting platform that you are listening on right now. It's also available on Google podcast, although I hear that that one's going away, Apple Music, Spotify, you guys know the deal. Wherever you buy, sell, trade, barter, or steal your favorite podcast, you can find Grappling with Canada. The live show that you will hear in just a few minutes was broadcast on the YouTube portion of the Grappling with Canada um, empire, if you will. So if you can go to youtube.com slash or at Grappling with Canada. To even make it simpler, you can simply look in the show notes of today's episode. There's going to be a direct link to our YouTube page. I hope that you will give that a click and hit that subscribe button where uh, dragging our carcasses to a thousand subscribers. It would help the program immensely if you would take that quick moment. Even if you listen to this program specifically on the uh, podcast feeds, whether it's on RSS or whatever, uh, it would greatly... Uh, help me as we kind of move things along on the uh, Grappling with Canada empire, if you will. Just want to say a quick big thank you to everybody who's been checking out the program over the last three seasons. It's not going to notice, and you're going to hear a lot about that later on in the actual program today. So, without further ado, I present to you the live stream edition the first ever, I might say, live stream edition of Grappling with Canada that was broadcast once again December 8th, 2023. I hope you enjoy, and I hope that you will look forward to what we have in store coming in 2024. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you've settled in with me for the long run, and we're going to have some fun today. I really hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the special um, holiday edition live stream of the Grappling with Canada podcast. As usual, although it's been far too long, I'm your host, Andy Dulovich, the tax man. Now, this is the first live stream that I've ever done for Grappling with Canada, so this is going to be an interesting experience, but the funnest thing, I guess, for you guys will be to see how much I actually uh, edit these programs before I put them out, so uh, it'll, be, it'll be quite the experience tonight. Tonight's going to be a, a lot of fun for myself personally. We have a few questions that have been asked about the program, about myself, over the uh, last year of uh, some sort of inactivity, unfortunately. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. I'm also going to be talking about uh, things that are upcoming with the program and uh, things that happened in this last season, which kind of led into why there was a, a little bit of a delayed or truncated season, if you will. But before we get into all that, first off, I want to say, oh, and I see uh, Wrestling with the 80s. 
Hello, brother. Great to see you as well. Thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, before we get into anything, I need to say a big thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has been checking out the program for the last three seasons. It's been quite the experience for myself personally, and it's just been a wild ride, we'll say that. It was, it, it's been a lot more than I ever thought it would be, and uh, a lot of that I owe to the listeners, and uh, some viewers tonight of, of this program. I will also say that if you are not able to watch this program live with us right now, this will be broadcast later. It will also be going up as an audio version on the podcast feed. So if you miss it tonight, don't panic. You're going to be able to get your fix of the Grappling with Canada uh, end of season live show. I also have to apologize if I get break it out into a coughing fit. Uh, at some points tonight, I'm getting over a little something that my wonderful children have blessed me with this holiday season. So hopefully it uh, doesn't cause any headaches, although I am dealing with one right now. You just can't see because I got the tremendous headphones on. But anyways, uh, once again, a big thank you to everybody who's been checking out the program. Uh, the growth of the program over the last three years, regardless of how much output I've had over the last season specifically, has been tremendous. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. As usual, you can find Grappling with Canada on all the major podcasting platforms, whether that's Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it nowadays. Google Podcasts, although that's going away. Uh, basically, wherever you buy, sell, trade, barter, or steal your favorite podcast, you can find Grappling with Canada, as well as right here on the YouTube page, which is, which is a great time to say, like and subscribe to the YouTube page. We are slowly inching crawling whatever our way 2000 subscribers and uh it would mean a lot to me if uh while you're watching the video tonight if you're watching it on a later stream uh that you hit that like button but also that you hit that subscribe button as well it would mean the world to me as we kind of uh move forward in the grand scheme of things also if you're joining me tonight Feel free to uh, join me in a beverage, if you will. I'm sure we'll go through several of these tonight as we uh, have fun with the season wrap-up of Season 3. Speaking of the seasons, uh, I should quickly mention, because there are people who have listened to only certain episodes of Season 3, they're not really familiar with any of the back catalog, which now is a great idea, now a great time, I should say, to kind of give a rundown of what we've done previously. So Season 1... For those who are unfamiliar, as I take a refreshing drink of my beverage, season one, we had 12 episodes. They were all dedicated to wrestler showcases. So in season one, we had episodes starting with Stu Hart and Stampede Wrestling. We had Dino Bravo. We had Rana Singh. We had, uh, oh my goodness, more than I, Abdul the Butcher. There was Archie the Goldie. Uh, Archie, the Stomper Goldie, I should say, uh, Pat Patterson, the, the list goes on and on. So season one was strictly focused on the wrestlers itself. Season two had a different bit of a focus in that I had 14 episodes that season, nine were on wrestlers. It was a bit of a truncated season uh, for those who are unfamiliar. I ran for city council here in Winnipeg, so it led to a a shorter season than I would have uh, wanted, but those are the breaks, if you will. Uh, episodes in that season included a tremendous two-parter on Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, there was episodes on George Gordienko, on the Tolis Brothers, which I personally really got a lot out of, and uh, Angelo Mosca, I think, was, uh, was a great episode on that season. There was also a few specials that I did that year as well on some projects that are in and around Canadian professional wrestling, so one of the guests, for example, that we had was Vance Nevada with his book, uh, Uncontrolled Chaos, that came out this year. Just like literally a Bible of, uh, if you've ever seen this thing, it's, it's, it's tick, as they say. Very tick. But it's essentially a Bible of Canadian professional wrestling history, stats, match listings, uh, you name it, it's on there. Yes, Wrestling with the 80s, it is a tremendous book. And Vance has... Boy, oh boy, he outkicked his coverage on that one, I think. I I, I don't know how he's going to top it. I'm 
I have a little bit of an idea what he has coming up in the future, but man, oh man, he, that guy just just puts out amazing work. So uh, it was great to see that. Great to get our physical hands on that one. Uh, shoot, that one's upstairs. It's not in my wrestling collection. Uh, right behind me, I got a big collection of books, if you can see. There's some there anyways, but that one is upstairs, so I'll have to get that later. Yes, BC. But I didn't want to, I didn't want, I, I figured we were going to kayfabe you a little bit there, BC. So, <laughs> by the way, uh, while you're on here and you can see in the chat, Wrestling with 80s, go ahead and check out that channel. If you're a fan of wrestling from the 80s, as the, as the pod, or name of the title says, BC does a tremendous job of like going through, he has, he has video snippets. He has just, I, I can't put it into words. What? What he does in terms of production for that program that he does is is mind-boggling. And he managed to slide me in there in one episode, which was absolutely tremendous. I saw that you just had one come out on the, on the Intercontinental Championship uh, reigns. By the way, I got to check that one out. I haven't done that yet. Okay, so getting back to uh, Season 2. So Season 2, yeah, like I said, uh, nine episodes were on Wrestlers. We had a bunch of special episodes. It was truncated because... Uh, because of the city council run. Now season three. Big time step back. I only had four episodes of season three. And that was. Uh, the Bruiser Bob Sweet Tan one. More on that in a second. The Great Antonio. Uh, we had. Oh I gotta think what, what I had for episodes. Oh yeah. Dave McKigney the Bear Man. And also the Lewisport incident. Where uh, obviously the big name killed in that episode. Or that incident was Adrian Adonis. So. Why four episodes this last season? There's been a few questions, and I'm going to get to some listener questions uh, a little bit later on in the program. By the way, if you're watching this uh, live right now with me, uh, if you want to drop a question in the chat, I'll make sure that I get to it in the episode tonight. So, season four, why was it so short? Well, number one was the subject matter on some of them. This is more specifically talking about the uh bob sweetan episode now that one uh had some interesting reactions we'll say many people were were quite positive about the approach that it took on the episode which was to present the facts as uh as as they were laid out right i didn't put a lot of personal opinion on it i didn't use a lot of conjecture actually i don't think i used any conjecture at all um I didn't use any rumors, no innuendo. I just went with the facts, including the uh, actual uh, court ruling against him in Texas when he was found guilty of, of you know, deal um, assaulting his child. We'll just say to put it that way. Uh, so I was I was happy with the episode. It took a long time to produce because I had to find ways to talk about the subject matter without interjecting my own personal opinions on it which i i have a hard time doing sometimes i'm quite opinionated if anybody hasn't realized that at this point but i tried very hard to make sure that that episode was presented factually correctly first of all factually correctly because i felt like that really needed to be said and second of all i wanted to make sure that it was presented in a context that gave the fulsome story, right? You can't talk about Bruiser Bob Sweet and the um, perpetrator, we'll say, without talking about Bruiser Bob Sweet and, and what a main name he was, especially in Southwestern wrestling, right? Like, he was a big, big-time star. A massive heel. He was over. Like, you, you can't deny it, right? It's the same thing as as the Chris Benoit um, comparison. And you know what? I had a few people email me about, oh, you know, you, you covered Sweet Time. Would you cover Benoit? More on that in a second. Or people trying to make the false equivalency that, you know, oh, you can't you can't talk about Sweet Time just because of whatever. We still talk about Benoit and he, you know, killed his family kind of thing, which to me that's that's a false equivalency i don't see that 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 you can compare the two i mean what they both did equally are horrible one is on a bigger scale in my opinion so 
in terms of uh, what I ever cover, I should just get this out of the way. Would I ever cover Chris Benoit? I don't know. And, you know, that's one that people have, I've been getting emails over the years about if I would cover it or not. I don't know, to be honest. Uh, that would depend on the direction of the episode or the direction that I wanted the episode to take, I guess, is, is a better way to discuss it. Uh, there's a tremendous, there's one book uh that i'm aware of that has actually been written properly and i believe greg oliver had something to do with it if he wasn't the principal writer then he was one of the uh, main individuals involved in it and i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now but anyways if i was going to do a benoit episode it would probably follow something similar to that layout of that book uh but again uh that <sighs> That one's a tough one, right? I can't, and a lot of people have said to me over the years, like, oh, why can't you just talk about the wrestling? And I've even heard that on other episodes I've done, right? I did the episode, again, in season four of The Great Antonio, for example. I put a ton of information, a ton of backstory. I had a uh, guest on, uh, David Williams from Fireside Canada, who whose speciality, if you will, <laughs> is is Canadian folklore and Canadian uh, legends. So he was on and he was talking about, you know, the the French-Canadian strongman and how that really, that strongman persona really played into the gravitas that Great Antonio had in Montreal, in my opinion. I couldn't tell the Great Antonio story without exploring why that strongman uh, mentality or that strongman spirit was so vibrant and so alive in Montreal. So I had David Williams in on that one and, and he did a fantastic job of really explaining a lot of that. Case in point, I had people emailing, well, why'd you put all that in? You you know, the episode was, it was long-ish, I guess, for, for not really long in terms of, you know, some of the ex episodes I've done over the years, but I felt that I couldn't tell that story without that aspect so that's kind of my thought process in going into something if i was going to cover Ben benoit right i have to talk about i can't just talk about his wrestling i have to talk about the whole story so that's kind of why i'm lenient on on doing a benoit episode i'm not saying never i'm just saying you know right now i got a lot of other things on my plate that i think are more important to deal with uh if you will all right. Now, the other reason why season four was very uh, limited was the amount of research that went into the episodes. So, this is something that's been a, kind of a reoccurring issue over the seasons, and and this kind of lends itself to another uh, to a question that's asked later in the program that I, I'll get into on my trusty note sheet here, but. When I did this season specifically, there was a lot of research that went into, well, the Great Antonio one specifically took a ton of time, right? You know, you're you're pouring through archival information, you're, I'm waiting for uh, information from the uh, Montreal Museum, you know, there's back and forth between us, they were tremendous, by the way, just things were slow moving, right? Then it's cross-referencing. Cross that information to what I had previous to what other people have reported then is going through newspaper clippings and and trying to cross cross reference where those fit into everything then you factor in the Japanese angle all of this to say is that that one episode and I think it was almost two hours of runtime probably took me three months to you know research um cross reference all the information find everything that I wanted to find you know then then getting guests which the guests on that one were tremendous again david williams and and javier oist uh, a great friend of the show was on that one as well but it, it's and then it's figuring out how how to present it so that episode alone probably took me three months just to just to get done uh which is you know that's a lot of time right uh the bruiser bob sweeten episode obviously that one took a little bit longer but again because there's a lot of fact checking that was done and i'm not saying that uh, anything that um, 
uh, Greg Oliver had, who was my guest on that episode. It, I'm not saying that anything that he had was wrong, but I wanted to make sure that it was right. And so that took a lot of time to, again, cross-reference. The, and then, you know, I was able to find the uh, the Texas, um, his actual um, folder, or not folder, but his the actual dossier from, from or legal dossier from Texas, which, which explained everything that he, he did. So that one took a little bit of time. Then we had the Dave McKigney episode. I had a great friend of the show, Wes Maybent, from the NWCA podcast. More on them a little bit later. Uh, that one came together pretty quick, uh, mostly because Wes is such a treasure trove of information about Dave McKigney. So that one was really, really simple to get through. But the one uh, following it, the uh, Lewisport incident episode, that was a uh, hard one to get through. Not so much for the research aspect. I mean there's not much to research right i had the date i had most of the information most of which was wrong and i'll get to that in a second but it was more about getting the first-hand accounts of the people who were there and that took some doing and how can i put this that episode doesn't work without the individuals who were on the episode as guests, the citizens who were living in Lewisport at the time who responded to the crash. I'm thinking of, well, the three that were on was, was Joanne, uh, Dawn, and Raymond. And, you know, there were other people who had reached out to me that, you know, originally wanted to join the program. And then they ended up uh, deciding against it because it was you know, the memories were too raw and I totally understood that. And, and, you know, I was okay with it. So there was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, of treading lightly because I didn't want to offend anybody first off, because, you know, it's their trauma. It's not, it's not mine. And I wasn't there very clearly. So I, I had to approach it in a certain way. So I, I gave a lot of people a lot of leeway to, you know, I gave them a lot of time to, you know, once they said they wanted to do it, okay, please make sure you actually want to do it. And so there, there was a lot of leeway. So I, I took my time, took far longer than I probably normally would if I was trying to, you know, coordinate an interview with somebody, but I felt like that was a prudent thing to do. What I ended up with was three, heart-wrenching interviews to be honest with you and there was there was um boy oh boy there was a lot of stuff that i edited out of those interviews um they didn't alter the interview itself but there was details that i that i left out because i i don't think that they would have added anything to the program and i think it would have been more distressing if i would have let them in you know, while I'm in the conversation with, with the person who, who is talking about their story, their experience, what happened to them and what they experienced during that time, you know, I'm not going to tell them to stop <laughs> and, and, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think we should go into that. It was very much a free flowing, uh, idea of, okay, what did you see? What do you want to tell? And a lot of those conversations Two specifically went almost an hour, uh, and then, you know, I, I edited them down for posterity's sake for the program, but there was a, a lot of, uh, heavy, heavy, heavy matter that was left out. So if, 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 while what was in the episode was, uh, very distressing to hear, there were a lot of things that I had left out of it, uh, which I didn't think added anything, but I also didn't think that uh having those taken out of the program would take away the effect that the uh interviews would have on on the listener so that's why i kind of made the decision that i made now it is interesting that that is one of the episodes that i've had the most positive feedback on out of almost every episode that i've done through all three seasons of grapple with canada uh one because of how i approached the episode two because i actually let the people talk and they've never had a chance to do that before. And one of the 
one of the most flattering uh compliments i got was actually from adrian adonis's daughter who reached out to me and she was blown away by the episode she actually uh was conversing with me you know after the episode uh to get the individuals information who were on the episode i forwarded to them and actually she's going to be um meeting with them in the future i believe which is like what a cool story um you know the the daughter of of someone who passed tragically who's been you know without this information for 35 years you know kind of has a little bit of kind of has a little bit of closure and is now able to connect with the individuals who helped her dad. Like to me, that's, you know, my God, what do you say about that? So I was, you know, beyond humbled to just be a conduit for, for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, any stories that, <laughs> that uh, those individuals have when they, when they end up meeting up because uh, wow, what a, just what a thing and all all because of a podcast that's wild and uh, you know what maybe i should get into that as well you know this this trip through hysteria that i've been on you know three seasons uh what are we at 12 14 uh that's what 26 30 30 episodes essentially and you know it's the podcast's been heard in like over 170 countries worldwide. Uh, I think we're at some like 50,000, you know, listens, downloads, whatever you want to say. And then, you know, I also have to take a break and also mention a great friend of the show, um, Thomas Bryce from Sportswire Radio, because we're also heard on you know an international radio station, which is crazy to me. Like you know this again, this this guy from Winnipeg who you know podcasts out of a closet which you know you can see right behind me you know is, is able to have this this amount of reach uh and you know that's not counting you know youtube and and whatever it's on you know terrestrial internet radio like it's it's wild to me and I, i'm just i'm blown away by the whole experience so uh yeah i'm almost speechless by it but we'll we'll just say that and that really gets me excited for season four which i'm going to get to a little bit later uh i also want to make mention that i had a couple of guest appearances over the last couple of seasons so uh one i should mention and he's in the chat right now bc uh from wrestling with the truth he had me on a couple of times uh we uh we had some interesting discussions one one of my favorite ones was regarding the state of, of current professional wrestling it was a very interesting conversation uh, i was able to have a guest spot on a great friend of the show jacob's show uh the sunday net army he did an episode actually on um podcasters and their tastes in music if you will and that was a great episode i sent it ended up sending in an audio clip to that one and he uh and he was gracious enough to put that on the program, and that was a lot of fun. I was also on a program of the uh, National Wrestling Clippings Alliance podcast. That one is hosted by Wes and Jess, who were actually guests on my program in Season 2. They were on the uh, Whipper Billy Watson episode, as well as Wes was on the episode in Season 4. Or Sorry, sorry I'm getting ahead of myself. Season 3, the Dave McKinney episode. Uh, I joined Wes on, we actually ran down a card from Winnipeg from the 80s, and uh, that one was a ton of fun. I think we ended up, we were supposed to go an hour, I think we went like two and a half, my kids were jumping in, my cat showed up, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good time, but, uh, you know, again, it's, it's crazy that, you know, it's, via this podcast, I have a chance now to interact and talk to you know other podcasters i i talk to authors all the time other historians all the time i'm getting mail all the time and uh it, it's just what a wild ride what a crazy experience this has all been and it's very 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 rewarding and well worth it uh in my opinion i see in the chat here uh bc ben was a tough topic but i have the confidence well 
you know, I think I would handle it the right way. Yeah, and no matter what topic, you do have trolls, sadly. Yeah, and you know what? I'm sure that you see it on your channel as well, right? You're you're going to get trolled. It doesn't matter. You can put the most positive story out there and, and some yahoo is going to jump on there to be an a-hole and, and you kind of just have to roll with it. And uh, he also says, no holds barred our conversation about uh, current professional wrestling. Yes, it was no holds barred. And, you know, it's funny. I don't swear on... Uh, on the grappling with Canada programs, not, not because, uh, well, because I, I don't, they need to be kind of like family friendly or whatever, but Jesus, you, you get me off the program or you get me on a tangent about something I'm real passionate about. Uh, what can I say? Things happen and, and expletives fly, unfortunately. So sorry about that BC, but you know, we had a, we had a fun time anyways on that episode. All right. Uh, now I, I suppose this is a good as point as any to, uh, to list off some listener questions that I've gotten over the past few months. So because we've been dormant, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the questions have been like, you know, what's going on with the program, you know, basic stuff, right? Which is, you know, something that I explained already earlier in the program tonight. So I'm not going to get into that, but I do have what, one, two, three, four, I have some, I have four good ones. Well, I deem good ones, at least, that I'm going to answer tonight. And if there's any more and you guys want to leave them in the chat, go ahead. And even if it's after the fact, if you want to email me, you can email me at any time, sixsidepod at gmail.com. You can also leave a question in the uh, video chat after this episode's done. If you want something asked, I'm happy to answer it. Or you can hit me on any of the social media platforms, whether that's uh, Google, uh, not Google, I should say, uh, Facebook on uh twitter or x or whatever they call it more on that one in a second actually i gotta talk about that for a second um instagram threads i'm on there though i'm not very active essentially any any um social media site if you got a question i'm happy to answer and i'm happy to uh help out with uh research as well i've been contacted a few times in the last uh the last few months about you know individuals that i've covered in the past that people have been looking for more information on or are trying to clarify something for a program that they're working on, which I think is very cool. So I've been able to help out a little bit that way, which has been, again, it's pretty rewarding. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, we're going to get into that one, actually. I'm going to start with this one. So this one comes from uh, Des Latham, who, by the way, if you're interested at all in in, uh, in World War II, which I'm, I'm a massive World War II nerd i i guess is a is a good way to put it uh des latham had an incredible podcast series on the battle of stalingrad i think he went like it was like 30 episodes i think this is a few years ago and it, it's like mind-blowingly good like really well narrated really well researched it, it was a just a fantastic series and he's he's got other stuff he's from south uh south america so or sorry, he's from South Africa, I should say. And uh, he's got some interesting takes on uh, some world events. Uh, so anyways, if you're if you're a fan of World War II, check out Battle of Stalingrad uh, by Des Latham. I highly encourage uh, that one. So he had asked, uh, for a first-time listener, uh, which episode would you recommend to listen to first? Well, that's an interesting question because I'm kind of jaded a little bit. Uh, and it kind of depends on on the listener too, right? Some people are very interested in the dark side of things, right? We obviously we saw a huge influx in that specific genre thanks to Dark Side of the Ring, for example, or you know the the Territory Show, or some of the eighty biographies. People seem to be drawn in wrestling to the you know the darker aspects of it. A lot of my episodes really haven't dealt with that so much uh obviously the bruiser bob sweet 10 one is is the darkest episode i have there's no two ways about that i guess another one would be the uh chief don eagle episode obviously his his murder is is one that you know to this day it's a, it's an unsolved murder right so there there's that as well uh dino bravo at the end of that one. Oh, and by the way i should say uh, I have to also give a shout out to, oh shoot, which is it now? You know what? I'm going to pull that up in a second 
and I'll talk about the Dino episode, the Dino Bravo episode in a second. But uh, there was an there was an episode of the. This is compelling audio, I know. When you know you're looking at somebody trying to find something real quick on their computer. Ah, I can't find it now. Oh, the Gangsters podcast. Uh, so uh, they had actually had done an episode on Dino Bravo. They used some of, uh, of my information for that one on their program. Uh, we're going to be collaborating in the future on a uh, on another Canadian uh, crime story involving professional wrestling that, that might be in a few months uh, if we can get our schedules together. Uh, so I was happy to help out with their program. Uh, so again, you know, a lot of my programs aren't really of the dark variety, but those are three examples of something where if you're, if that's your kind of thing, then those episodes are kind of up your alley. In my opinion, a, a great episode, if you've never listened to anything, you know, professional wrestling related or Canadian history related or anything like that, you know, a good start is probably an episode like the Ronda Singh one, uh, in my opinion, somebody who, you know, a little bit less known, but like what a tremendous story and you know obviously the end of her life was was you know really really cut short uh way 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 too she passed away way 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 too young but you know someone who you know what a meteoric rise somebody who legitimately went from watching wrestling in calgary to performing at the highest levels in japan within a span of like five years it's really awe-inspiring you know and, and her run as the monster ripper you know, in, in Japan and in WWC, Puerto Rico, you know, it's really, really inspiring. So I, w I would tend to lean to something towards that, as well as uh, the Billy Two Rivers episode. Um, and that's simply for the fact that, you know, I was able to have a long, long conversation with him. And unfortunately, we lost him this past year back in February. So, you know, here's somebody who, you know, whose story was never really fully explored before uh i was you know really lucky to be able to to interview him to let allow him uh to tell his story and now it's preserved for history and you know that's an episode where i'm i still get messages and emails from you know great great grandchildren or long lost relatives that you know they're just on Google, looking for information about him, they find the YouTube video, right? They find the podcast, and and you know they're learning about him that way. So that's uh, that's one where it's like that. That's the whole point of doing this, right? Just what a story. So, anyways, uh, that that might be a good one if if it was your first time ever listening. You know, Ronda Singh or um or Billy Two Rivers. Those are probably probably the top two that I would recommend. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the program. Uh, James had asked, why are you, <laughs> why are you no longer active on Twitter? Well, X Twitter, whatever they call it now. You know what? I used to be really active on that. I have, I still have, I think a, a fairly good following on there, but ever since Elon bought that thing and went crazy, like I get no, no use out of twitter at all uh outside of you know 800 notifications a day uh there's just there's no value for me in twitter anymore uh you know i used to put out a tweet and it would you know get a few few thousand you know responses or view not responses but interactions or whatever they call it right now i put something out it gets like 11 i'm like ah forget it there's just no value in that to if for me personally, I'm most active in the Canadian Professional Wrestling History Facebook group, uh, just because I see a lot of value out of that. Not, not for my program at all, to be honest, but because there's so much other cool stuff that happens in there. So uh, that's where I'm most active. But yeah, Twitter used to be used to be excellent, and it's not just me, right? There's it seems like Twitter just like killed all interactions for podcasters. This like ever since Elon took it over, it just it's wild to me. So it used to be super good. The 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 wrestling community, fickle as they are, used to be really good on Twitter. 
the podcasting community on Twitter used to be excellent. Everybody was, you know, helping everybody out. There was a lot of tips. There was a lot of information. Uh, and, and ever since Elon bought it, it's like the, he just gutted, gutted the podcast side of it. You just, it, the, the interaction is not there. So I have no real value. I still have it. It's there. You can contact me on it, but I don't really see any value in, in using Twitter as a, as a means to, uh, further the podcast. So that's the answer for that one. Uh, Cindy had asked, what is happening with the website? Funny you should ask. So I have not had a, I've had a, kind of a chintzy free website that, uh, I used for a few years. I think it's still active, but you know, it's, it's not anything. It's not good. <laughs> you know, there's no two ways about it, but the reality is, you know, the, the, the podcast doesn't really generate money, right? So I can't really, I already pay for publishing for the podcast. I have to pay for equipment for the podcast. You know, I have to pay for, you know, my, all my research materials. You know, there's, I have newspaper subscriptions. I have books I have to buy. I have all this stuff. You know, I have a lot of expenses that go into the podcast. And I don't really think that while a while a website would be nice, as a hosting ground, it's not really in in a budget for me right now. You know, maybe maybe that changes in the future. Uh, it would be great. You know, if if the podcast, you know, uh, generated a little bit more than it did, then maybe I can look at a website. I'm very grateful to have my sponsorship with Manscape. At least that you know kind of helps pay for publishing and and some of the offset some of my costs. But the reality is, you know. You factor in publishing, you factor in research, you factor in all these subscriptions, and you try and factor in a, a yearly cost for a website. It's not, it's just not feasible right now. Would I love to do it? Yes, for sure. Is it a must? I don't know. It probably is, but I can't, I can't, I can't see the cost benefit value right now. So maybe in the future, but not right now. But thanks for that question, Cindy. Uh, Steve asks, would you ever consider shorter episodes? So this will play into my teaser about season four a little bit, but I want to expand on, you know, this question about, you know, how to shorten up episodes or change length of episodes. So there's been a few people over the years, like Steve's not the only one. There's been a few people who have asked, you know, oh God, you know, I love, I love the episodes, but like some of them are like three hours long and I don't have three hours. And, you know, I hate, pausing something and then picking it up later which i i get to a point um you know is there a way you could break it up but i don't see how i could do that because how do you how do you break up an interview in progress in an episode without losing your spot of or your your train of thought or your or your um what's the word i'm looking for or you're being in the moment of that episode of that interview. How do you, how do you get that back when you've stepped out of it because it's taken an episode break, right? And then, you know, join us next week for our, you know, continuing interview in progress. I to me it, I I don't think that it would add anything. I think you would actually lose quite a bit of the program, uh, in terms of listenability, in terms of engagement, and not engagement in terms of like you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, social media, I'm talking about engagement, you listening and enjoying the program. I feel like you would lose that if, you know, there was just all of a sudden a break in the, in the middle of an interview and it's, oh, tune in next week for this. Well, would you come back? I don't know. Uh, maybe if you're really interested, but I feel like, you know, why, why even, why even, uh, set up that roadblock if I don't have to, you know what I mean? So, that's kind of the way that I look at that. Now, shorter episodes is something that we may be diving into in season four, and I will give a bit of a teaser for season four in just a minute. But I do see a question in the chat, so I'm going to get to this one uh, right here. Uh, BC asks, which episode did you finally feel like you hit your comfort zone and felt the podcast was delivering what you originally intended it to be? Uh... Boy, that's a that's a fantastic question. Oh man, 
what episode did I don't think I've ever felt like I've been like that I've hit a comfort zone yet to be honest with you um yeah I it's it's weird right I can do the research I can do the interviews I can put the program together but I'm never comfortable with with the episode until it's out almost right like I I never yeah I just never feel I never feel like I've done enough in an episode if that makes any sense right I always feel like oh I could have I could have put that one more detail in or I could have put more focus on this or I could have I could have I could have I could have I, I always have that feeling until the episode's out and part of that is an editing issue editing myself certainly <laughs> But, you know, in, in terms of, yeah, comfortable, I never, I've never felt comfortable just, you know, sitting in the chair and just going. Uh, that's not really my style on this. And I think that has to do a lot more of just, you know, my personal picadillo of making sure that, you know, the information's correct, that I'm presenting it properly, that I'm not, you know, uh, accentuating the, the wrong things, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the other part of the question you know when i felt like the podcast was delivering what it originally intended to be probably the tail end of season one you know there's a lot of season one was kind of me finding my feet a little bit not in terms of like you know i'm an amateur i don't know what i'm doing i had previous podcasting experience before grappling with canada i, I did although it wasn't in my opinion, it wasn't that great, but I did some, you know, impact wrestling stuff like back in, in 2018 or whatever. But, um, so I, I didn't approach grappling with Canada as any kind of amateur or anything like that, but I really felt like by maybe the Abdul the Butcher episode of season one, I felt like I started to get a really good mix of, you know, the archival audio with the guests with the direction of the program with I felt the proper amount of wrestling history of the individual combined with the personal history of the individual I think that that's probably the Abdul the Butcher episode maybe the Ronda Singh one I can't remember which one came first also and that's horrible because I should I've only put out 30 of these I should know which order they were in but I would say it probably one of those two episodes where where I really felt like I hit a stride and okay this is this is what I want it to be and then I moved forward from there now obviously the ones that kind of are the outliers are you know those special episodes that I had in season two where I was interviewing authors and, and uh you know some website curators and all that kind of thing those were a little bit different a little bit more free-flowing and I didn't really have to I don't want to say put the effort in. That's not a fair way to say it, but I didn't have to put in the amount of of research that uh, you know one of the long form episodes would take. So those were a bit different. But yeah, I I would say this is a very 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 long winded uh, <laughs> response to the original question. Which yeah, probably the uh, Abdul the Butcher episode or the Ronda Singh episode. That's where I felt like okay, here's here's what I want it to be. And, you know, kind of build on that moving forward in the future. Now, speaking of the future, I don't, I don't want to keep you guys all night. Uh, it is a Friday night. I'm sure some of you have lives. I have kids, so I don't really have a life. <laughs> and I'm dying, as you can see. My goodness, you ought to love when your kids bring home special presents from, uh, from school for you. But, so season four. What the hell's happening with season four? There will be a season four. I will say that right off the bat. I have an interview that's been in the can for the last like three months that I just haven't had a chance to, to edit, put it together, whatever. So that will come out on January 1st. I promise you. Finally, I'm going to make a deadline. On January 1st, there will be a new episode of Grappling with Canada, which will be timely because there's a certain Hall of Fame that will be inducting members, I think in the, what would that be, late March, early April range, this this vaunted Hall of Fame 
a non-physical Hall of Fame, but a Hall of Fame nonetheless, and uh, an individual who who really should be in that Hall of Fame. Uh, and this episode is essentially an argument of why this individual must be included in the Hall of Fame. And you know, with the change in ownership of this company, with this Hall of Fame ceremony that's going to be coming up in the future, we'll see if this person gets inducted in the uh, uh, posthumous category because they should have been in there a long, long time ago, long time coming. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, a few months out, I'm not saying that this program is going to change the world or anything, but, you know, it might be one more arrow in the set of quivers that helps propel this individual into that Hall of Fame. So, January 1st, look forward for that one. Uh, there's another interview that I am owed to somebody. I'm hoping to have that one for February. I'm hoping that uh, that he's still uh, able to do that episode. I'd, I'd hate for it to go... I'd hate for a story to not be told, right? And I'm going to digress just for a second. I'll get back to the rest of season four in a second. But, you know, it's one thing to go through, you know, someone who's passed on, you know, like a, like a Jack Taylor or, you know, like a Rhonda Singh or, or like a Chief Don Eagle and, you know, reconstitute their past put it into a cohesive story, tell the truth, most important, and lay out what they meant in professional wrestling. It's, it's one thing to do that. It's a completely other thing to have the person tell their story. Case in point, the Billy Rivers episode, right? I want to make a concerted effort moving forward to be more of an outlet for past wrestlers to be able to tell their story. Uh, because the reality is, if if they don't tell it, someone's going to tell it for them. And that somebody might not have their best interests in mind, or they might only be telling a certain part of that story. So, it's almost imperative that we start, you know, trying to save these things. Because, again, you know, when, when these individuals, when these men and women pass on, it's gone, right? And unless somebody's done their due diligence and you know either talk to them personally or you know done a real good job uh jamie greer uh i should say somebody who's doing a tremendous job uh documenting the history of of windsor wrestling um windsor ontario you know he's he's had i don't know what he said a few thousand interviews for for his book and one of the people is somebody who that, you know, I had inquired about, hey, I should get this person on the program. Well, now they're in hospice, and I I don't, I don't even know if they're alive anymore. You know, and, and that person's story now, thank God Jamie has it, and I hope that he's able to expand on it. You know, maybe i do something with him later, but, you know, if he didn't get it, nobody would have had it, would have had that person's story. So, that all being said, I want to make a concerted effort moving forward, you know, in season four. If there are individuals out there that are listening to this and you have a story to tell or you have, you know, your your father, your mother was an was a you know former professional wrestler, your grandfather, your grandmother, whatever, and they have a story to tell. To me, that's kind of what this program almost needs to be, right? It's great to do the the biographical back work on people, but man, if if we could get these stories from the person while they're still here, like that's that's the way to go, in my opinion. So, season four, I want to make a concerted effort of, of that. Again, I owe somebody uh, an episode. I'm going to be doing that one, providing he's still in. Got to touch base with him. Also, in season four, there's going to be some, uh, we'll say, mini series. Two mini series I'm planning. Um, one is strictly based on an email I got uh, inquiring if I knew any information about uh, a wrestler 
and their murder, and that murder having something to do with a murder-for-hire plot involving uh, the an RCMP Big Brother sting. It sounds confusing, but, uh, you know, it took me down a whole, whole host of rabbit holes, so I'm looking forward to uh, presenting that one. That's, you know, I that's an episode where it makes sense to do it in, like, a I don't even know what it's going to end up being. Maybe a four-part series. Um, that one made sense to make it episodic and do do a, a small series on it. Uh, another one, I'm working very closely with a few individuals about uh, uh, the roots of professional wrestling. Uh, we'll say pre-Canada in the nation that we now call Canada. I'm just gonna. Leave that teaser out there. If you figured out, uh, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know if you if you figured it out. But uh, I think those those two mini series, and then and then uh, if I can get some more live uh, interviews, I think that that's that's the way to go uh, moving forward in season four. There are a few uh, biographical uh, episodes that I've been working on, some of which have been on the back burner for like two years. I'm thinking about Don Jardine. Uh, BC will know exactly what I'm talking about on that one. I'm still looking forward to, I'm still looking at getting that one done. Uh, again, it's just, you know, there's there's a lot on my plate, if you will. How many episodes season four will end up being? Uh, more than four. Uh, probably not more than 14. So there's your range. <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to doing in the future. Uh, if anybody else has anything in the chat they want to leave, go ahead and leave that. But I'm going to start wrapping this thing up. First off, by saying thank you, the viewer and the listener. Without your support, there's no way I could do this thing. And there, quite frankly, be no point to do this thing. You know, if, if you guys and gals weren't listening, weren't passing it along, weren't talking about it, weren't engaging with it, weren't sharing your stories, then this would be a, a fruitless endeavor which it has not been. And that, once again, is all thanks to you. So, my personal uh, utmost thanks to you, the viewer, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in to Grappling with Canada. Uh, if you haven't yet, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel on this YouTube link. If you listen to this on any of the major podcasting platforms, do me a favor and hit the follow button on that platform. Don't ask me why. It's something about algorithmic mumbo-jumbo jargon, but it helps the program immensely. Uh, also, if you want to leave a five-star uh, written review, that would be very much appreciated as well. You can also find uh, Grappling with Canada on Facebook. There's a Facebook group. Uh, Canadian Professional Wrestling History is where you can find that. It's not specifically related to this podcast, though there but there is a, a whole ton of uh, cool stuff that is on there, constantly posted. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, Jamie Greer, who's been doing some tremendous stuff with the uh, history of wrestling in Windsor, has been adding, my God, just tons of stuff. So uh, that's been great. Come check out our Facebook group there. Uh, you can also like the Grapple of Canada Facebook page. And you can find us on all other social media platforms. Simply search for Grappling with Canada. So for myself, the Taxman, once again, thank you everybody for a very successful seasons one, two, and three. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing all of you in season four. Season four. It's got a nice, got a nice ring to it, if you will. <laughs> All right, everyone, I'm going to let you go. Have a great night. Have a very safe and happy holidays. And I look forward to chatting with all of you in the very near future. As I always say, please take care of yourselves and each other. Good night, everyone. This has been your episode of Grappling with Canada. This episode was written, researched, produced, and recorded by me, Andy the Taxman. 
You can find Grappling in Canada on all major podcasting platforms. Please make sure to rate and review five stars where available. You can also find Grappling with Canada on all major social media platforms. Just search Grappling with Canada on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you are willing and able to financially support Grappling with Canada, you can find links to PayPal and buymeacoffee.com on the Linktree link in today's show notes. You can also find links to the Grappling with Canada merchandise store in the show notes for today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and family. This is Andy the Taxman saying, thank you very much for supporting and listening to this program. Take care of yourselves and each other.